What's up and welcome to Party Invite, where we invite you to a gaming community of inclusiveness and diversity. Your party members today are Debbie Hill. Hi. Thomas Egan. Hey, what's happening? Carlos Gomez. Hey. And I'm your party leader, Chris Mowry. This is our launch week. This is our very first episode. We. <laughs> I, I cannot <laughs> believe that we're finally here after a, just a lot of work. Uh, this week here at Party Invite, you'll see our QTE for Watch Dogs Legion, which is a quick Let's Play feature with Thomas and I on Wednesday. Then on Thursday, we will give you our first co-op show uh, feature with the whole squad playing Rogue Company uh, to help us grow, uh, get some behind-the-scenes access, and suggest topics for the show. Head on over to Patreon and support us there. Our podcast for next week, uh, we will be joined by Twitch Community Marketing Specialist and Community Manager of Twitch. KC, Ray Apollo, very excited for that. Uh, but for I now, <laughs> let's get into what we've been playing. Uh, Carlos, you want to start us off there? What have you been playing? Yeah, uh, I've been playing a lot of Rogue Company. Um, it's just one of those games that uh, if you if you can get into it, a good rhythm with some teammates, it's, it's a whole lot of fun. Um, I've been going back to uh, Clubhouse Games on my Switch because for some reason Klondike Solitaire is like the thing to chill me out and, uh, and I can just do that for hours and hours at a time. Now, so. what, what, is, what is Clubhouse Games? Uh, Clubhouse Games is uh, a huge collection of, um, of board games from across the world. Hmm. Uh, there's 50 games in in that and it's it's amazing it's like 40 bucks still on switch it's oh it's pretty much one of the best value buys that you can get yeah it's really good that's interesting and debbie you've been playing rogue company as well we've all we all technically have been playing rogue company we just did a did a video for it but yeah yeah i've been playing a lot of rogue company i'm trying to get my masteries down on uh, my favorite character lancer uh for those who don't know who aren't privy to rogue company it is a like a character-based shoot, like team shooter, kind of like I want to say Rainbow Siege, very objective-based, like that. Um, but all the characters also have special abilities, like you might find in like Overwatch or Valorant. So it's really cool fusion. Um, lots and lots of tactical team play. It's very satisfying, like Carlos said, once you get a rhythm. Because oh my god, it's out of uh, beta now, so it's it's free on everything, um, including Switch. But I I don't think any of us have tried that, right? No, not yet. No, no. One of these days. <laughs> but if it's anything, if it's anything like Spellbreak, which plays really well early on the Switch, then I don't imagine it won't play any different. It's got dedicated servers, so I don't imagine there's an issue there. That's and, well. There's just not a lot of multiplayer shooters on the Switch, or at least that I know of. So I, I I'm glad that these are popping up there. Spellbreak and and Rogue Company, given that sure. that genre a little more life on the Switch, because there's just not much of that much of that there. Uh, what else have mm-hmm. you been playing, Devi? Um. I've been really knee deep in Ninjala, <laughs> which is, I mean, I'm super obsessed with it. Like every time we get together, you know, I'm always talking about Ninjala. I'm always talking about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so much fun. It's free to play on the Switch, uh, which is like, guess my new thing now, just free to play on Switch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is a 4v4 game that's been compared to Splatoon a lot. And I can see why it's very colorful, very splatter based uh, battle styles. Uh, there are two modes that you play rarely play. It's Team Battle 44 and Battle Royale. Basically a bunch of children just beating up each other with uh, gum weapons <laughs> because they have ninja jeans in them. So really cool. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. Like, I don't, right. I don't need any more explanation. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, that, is that developed by somebody that we would know maybe some of their other work from or is this their first outing? 
Well, it's their first console outing, I'm pretty sure, but the studio behind it is Gung Ho, which you might be recognized from the mobile game Teppin. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Teppen right. Thing. Puzzles and Dragons, I believe, is their other their mobile venture. Oh, so, okay. Um, it's really cool to see all. them working with Nintendo again because they had like a Puzzle and Dragons Mario kind of collaboration, and now they have released their first console venture on the Nintendo Switch. Really cool. They're making a lot of really good changes that the community has been looking for. They're really, really working with the community to help make sure that the game is uh, you know, up to snuff. And they, they've made a lot of great strides in that in that since the beta release. It's really cool. And is it only cool. on Switch? It's not on PC or anything like that? Yes, it's only on Switch. Switch exclusive. I don't think there's um any kind of talk to bring it to any other platform, but so far it's just the Nintendo EP. Very cool. Um, Thomas, says here you've been playing some Spelunky 2. Uh, yes, I've been playing that every Tuesday on stream, and actually, I've only played it every Tuesday on stream, uh, which has been exciting. This is the first time I've ever streamed with any regularity, and everyone is discovering the game at the same exact time that I am. Uh, it's it's very fun. I really like games where I fail just a huge number of times. Uh, makes the success a lot sweeter, and that game is no different. Uh, I had my best run a couple days ago, and I had such a blast. Um, yeah, that, that game came out a couple months ago after a long period of uh, development. They never, or they didn't uh, officially announce a release date, which I think is a great idea, because you never have to push your release date back if no one knows what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it dropped on, on PlayStation a little bit before PC, so I bought it on PlayStation. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I have a lot of good things to say about that, but I'm sure you're going to hear more about that in the future, so uh, I won't overload you. What I have been playing besides that, or what I will be playing, is good old Apex Legends, uh, <laughs> a, a Thomas Egan classic, my bread and butter, if you will, uh, and the seventh season stuff, new map, new hero, all that good stuff just dropped tonight, So or last night, I guess, so I am interested to play that uh, here this week. They introduced clubs which is like guilds or clans in a lot of games uh, i'm interested to dig my teeth into that because i will be making a party invite club so ah. uh for anybody hearing this uh if you search if you check our social media you should be able to find our apex club and i would love to have more competitive and casual players to play with and it's cross play which is awesome and debbie so i'm excited have, have you been playing any apex lately or or recently i feel like i haven't played since I think I think her name was Watson came out. Like I haven't mm -hmm. I haven't played that game in a long yeah. time. That was the last time that I had played before our community night a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm starting to get back into it. I really like Horizon, their new character that they just introduced. Mm -hmm. um, I love hearing her talk. Oh my god, that accent. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Like it's so good. It's so good. Um, but she's a really interesting character too because she adds a lot of verticality. And I'm I'm always about characters that have like extra movement. I love movement. I play Symmetra in. Overwatch, because of her teleporter, she can move teams. Like, movement, movement, movement is so important. And Horizon, with her gravity well ability, you know, can, like, lift characters, um, friendly or enemy, you know, into the sky, and they can do whatever they do from there. So mm -hmm. a lot of tactical advantage there with her movement. And her, what is it, singularity black hole? Um, yeah, like, suck can people apparently, in. Yeah, and it can yeah. apparently go through walls, which is kind of broken. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I've seen it happen. So it's it's really cool what they're doing with all this new stuff, and I'm really excited to delve into it myself. So hopefully we'll have another community night soon where we can you know learn the new stuff with us. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, what I can say, we've been building our Discord a lot recently, and mm. uh, we have a bunch of people who play a whole bunch of different things. We've been having community nights, usually on Saturdays, uh, where we pick a game um, and, and we just get as many people together as possible. There's so many games now, like Apex, that are free. So the mm -hmm. barrier to entry is a lot lower. And if you join at the beginning of a season, like right now, there are also a lot of other new players. So you're not just going to get smoked by every single pro who's you know been playing since day one. Um, so yeah, if if there's a multiplayer game that, that you want to play, hopefully you can find somebody on our Discord who will play it with you. Uh, and with the introduction of those clubs, I'm I'm really optimistic that now it'll be easier than ever to find people uh, who fit your play style, whether that's casual or competitive. Yeah, anytime uh, there's a new season, there's a little bit of growing pains there, and they gotta patch a bunch of stuff out. Um, yeah, and with the crossplay, it's been it's been a little iffy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm optimistic. Uh, I haven't played in a while, but I will say that the new map had me kind of going, Ooh, maybe I should re-download that uh, on my PlayStation 4, or maybe just download it on PC and just start fresh. But uh, Looks pretty cool. I haven't made a decision mm -hmm. yet. I'm a big fan of the robot that I can't remember the name of now. Oh, Pathfinder, Pathfinder baby. Pathfinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carlos, who... You, you know who, I got to go with my lifeline, child. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're a lifeline. Carlos, who are you in Apex? If you, if you, have you played it? Uh, I have not played it. I, I played like two or three games when it first came out and I lost all of them and I never looked back. <laughs> Literally like day one, I jumped on. I was like, all right, yeah, freebie from the, from respawn. Yeah. Why not? And yeah, I, I should definitely get into it at some point. Wow. Band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Day one for me, I was, I was so excited because I was such a big fan of Titanfall two and I would even do just pilots versus pilots in Titanfall two, which is almost apex legends. Uh, mm -hmm. it is yeah. very similar. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun. I just, I, I feel like I might need to get back into that one. There's just so much to play. It's a, yeah, there's so much to play there. There's, there's so many games. There's so many free games and yes. there's so many cross play games. Yes. Like games have never been more accessible than they are at this moment. This has been a really good year for gaming. I mean, not much else, but for gaming, yeah, really big year. <laughs> yeah, right. This year, dumpster fire. Gaming, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty nice. pretty cool. Gaming is the dog in the middle of the fire that says everything's fine. Like... Yes. <laughs> um, so as far as me, I've been playing a little bit of this Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, What's to... that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> uh, I was able to uh, get a code from a buddy of mine. They are promoting the hell out of this game. I will tell you that. Uh no shortage of commercials for this game all the time. And they kind of won me over a little bit by having uh, Idols Grounds as their like trailer music. And I was like, solid choice. Um, but I'm actually really liking the game, which is surprising because I played two for like 10 minutes and was like, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. um, and it's... Yeah, I, I liked what I saw in there. Yeah, it's it's not strangely timely. Like even when they announced it, there was like riots and uprising going on, but um, yeah, it is like, it is, it is therapeutic in a weird way to be like, Oh, uh private mil uh, militarized police force. Let's uh, I really want to take them down and I really want to graffiti everything. And I really want to, <laughs> I want to make sure that we get London back. Um, it's really cool. The, the, um, 
the whole the whole stick of the game is that you're able to recruit anyone, right? Anyone on the any NPC is playable. So they're not really NPCs. They're everybody's a playable character for the most part. You just have yeah. to And that is not an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> literally every single person you see has like a file and special abilities. Some of them are good, some of them are terrible. I haven't come across it yet, but there's apparently like people that have gas, and so it makes them terrible at uh, uh, sneaking. So like if they're like sneaking around, like they're just like, <laughs> and like cannot sneak. That's great. Uh, but yeah, those like kind of fun little traits. I I haven't seen a ton of them yet. I I haven't been super big on recruiting. I've been kind of just doing missions, and as those uh, recruits come in, I'm I'm kind of going for them like that, but not just running around grabbing a bunch of people, but. Um, it's cool. The diversity is amazing. <laughs> like, I don't, uh, I, I like pretty much everybody that's re- I've recruited so far or have come into the group is either an immigrant or a person of color or a woman. It's like, this is amazing. I, I have not, exp- and, and, and to that end, there was a mission I did that was, um, like helping immigrants escape a camp where they were getting, uh, you know, treated poorly. I'll just say that so I don't spoil anything. Um, and it just so happened that I was doing it with an immigrant character. So it made it feel a little more impactful. Now, I, I can't say that that's going to happen for everybody. You know, you might just get the the spy lady is the one that ends up doing all that for you. Um, but yeah, I just, I found it, the game to be pretty timely as far as what's going on and, and um, what, what the game is about it's um it's really cool i wasn't expecting to like it as much as i am yeah i didn't expect to care about it at all uh (laughs) i didn't really know anything going into it um and i think that's actually best i watching watching you play that and describe to me i think the very first thing you said is every npc is playable and from there on out i was just like what like look at all this like it's it, it's uh you know it's a wide open world you're in the city uh but you can interact with everything and mm-hmm. the meaning the interactions actually feel meaningful um because you can recruit everybody that actually has an impact on your pl- gameplay experience and since they're all so very customizable i mean chris you looked at a lot of people and there were a lot of goods and bads and weapons and specialties and costumes and all this stuff uh, which actually had imp- implications. They had impacts on uh, the missions you would choose. Yeah. And uh, I was really impressed. I did not care about that game before I watched you play it. Um, I I know it's a it's a sixty dollar game. Well, there's no question. It's yes. a sixty dollar yes, game. Yes, it's a full price game. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I I think I wish it was like forty. But I think that's mostly just because most of the games I buy are like twenty dollars. <laughs> so uh, so I just want it to be cheaper. But it has a whole season pass uh, game plan on it, uh, with with uh, multiplayer incoming on December third, which is going to be kind of kind of uh, sort of like a GTA Online where you're in the same world, but it's almost like an alternate universe. Uh, so like the characters in your single player file, it doesn't seem like they're going to carry over into your multiplayer one, but you'll be able to do um, small. They're called submissions with uh up to three other people for a squad of four and that seems pretty oh, cool. cool yeah so if the game turns out to 
be as fun as it looks like it is to me. I mean, even the driving around seemed cool, the using the gadgets and stuff. If the multiplayer is robust, uh, I mean, I could see people having a lot of fun with that, picking characters that are, you know, they have specific talents that can go into a mission and each kind of pick a way that they're going to approach it. Yes. I, can you I, be animals? Like, is uh, that a dog character? No. No, there is, but you, there's just got a bomb step to it, yeah. Well, there is yeah, spider bots. I, I, I knew about the bots. I just, it'd be so cool to just, like, you know, be like a dog. Just go, <laughs> go on a covert mission as a dog and then, you know, subvert the expectations of, oh, look at the cute little doggy, and then bam, attack bombs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be great. Well, now there is a character that I haven't unlocked yet. Uh, I think he's called a beekeeper plus or something like that. And he has bees that he can like dispatch onto people. What? Um, yeah. Oh my God, that's so fun. <laughs> yeah. There's like, a lot of like, you could just kind of play however you want. Like if I'm like, I just need to get in here and get what I need. I take my spy lady in. she's got a silence PP nine and I'm just like headshot, headshot, headshot. Yeah. Headshot. Well, okay. Chris is showing me a bunch of the weapons and all this stuff. And one of the first thing, first things we talk about is that, so many of the weapons are non-lethal. It's like, here's a pistol, non-lethal. Shotgun, non-lethal. Like, somehow this knife might be non-lethal. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but then, you know, so he's telling all me that, or telling me all that, and it's like, oh, interesting, cool. So then he goes on his first mission as the spy, and he pulls out his silence pistol. And I was like, is is this a non-lethal weapon? And he's like, oh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's great. Uh, yeah, I do want to say, too, about the price of this game. Um, it is $60 if you just want to buy it outright. But, uh, and this is a little-known fact to me. I, I discovered this a week or so ago. There is something called Ubisoft Plus. Um, it is a subscription yep. service for your PC. It is $15 a month, and you get access to all their games. Like, as they come out. So, Watch Dogs Legion. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is coming. Uh, Phoenix Immortals Rising. Is that it? Did I get that? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> they changed it. It was a really bad name. Um, so all of those are are just playable for this fifteen dollar a month subscription fee, um, and and plus all, a ton of their back catalog, like all of the. I, I thought about doing it because I saw all the old Splinter Cells on there and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff's in there, so. It's it's like a Game Pass, but for Ubisoft on your PC. Um, so if that's just a way to, I don't know that I want to spend sixty dollars on this game or seventy for in some cases on when stuff goes to PS Five and and everything like that. Um, you can pay fifteen dollars, try out the game. If you don't like it, just you know, don't renew your subscription. Also, there's two Ubisoft games that dropped this month. Uh, so <laughs> or is it this month? Valhalla's this month, right? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. On launch, so good. A, good a time as any to uh, hop into Ubisoft Plus. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm still kind of blown away by. I'm also kind of surprised about how people are. They're kind of just being like, it's just another Ubisoft open world. I am like, no, it is not, not at all. Like, of course, there's those little things you have to go around and do, but there's no towers. There's no, like, yeah, that's a pretty big. Like Ubisoft it, has towers in every one of their games, and I was surprised to not see it. Yeah, you don't have to do any of that stuff. I did. There is a couple. Like, of course, there's going to be. It's a new open world game. There's going to be some glitches. I did fall through the world today, classic Ubisoft style. Nice. Uh, but the way that I did that, I wish I would have clipped it out. 
but I did take a screenshot because it was so funny. Um, I was standing on the edge of a building and I was like, oh man, it'd be really funny if I just like did the Assassin's Creed dive into the water. And when I walked towards the edge, <laughs> it went into a cut scene and I was like, what? And he, it went, <laughs> and it did the Assassin's Creed dive into the water. Nice. And I was like, that was cool. And then I clipped what? through the world and was underneath everything. <laughs> <laughs> just like Assassin's Creed. Um, just like Assassin's it Creed. It just needs to go to credits when it, whenever that happens. Just roll credits completely. It's right. like, yep, that's what you bought right there. It was amazing. I was like, that was fantastic. Secret ending. I wish I would have, I wish I would have clipped that out. But I also was like really worried. I was like, man, I just finished part of that mission. Am I going to have to redo it? Because some of the checkpoints have been a little iffy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just closed it down, reloaded it. And I was basically right where I was and was totally fine. Nice. So It's got its problems. It's an open world game. You know, it's a AAA title in a city with a million variables in it. So it's not unexpected. Yeah. Some of that stuff's going to. it gonna, has water. Some of that stuff's going to It does break. have water. Um, <laughs> 7.8 out of 10 to my. <laughs> and I, I also experienced this today it was the first time i ran up to recruit somebody and they had the same exact um voiceover work as one of my main guys that i use and i was like i'm not gonna recruit you sorry bud Uh-oh. oh not but, that's, do it. but you you said you've been playing like 10 or 15 hours and that's the first time you've seen a duplicate voice actor yeah and i have one right now where the um it was like it was definitely the same exact guy, but uh, I have one right now where the guy's voice is really high and he does not look like somebody that would have a really high voice. And it's kind of comical, uh, <laughs> but uh, my girlfriend was playing Elder Scrolls online a little while ago. Um, you know, the, the different species in that game tend to have a type of voice, even if it's not the same voice actor, they have a type of voice that you associate with the Nords. They're tough, whether they're men or women, uh, the the elves kind of usually have very flowing uh you know there's nothing stilted about their language men and women uh the khajiit they have like usually a, a middle eastern like tinge to their uh to their speaking and and there's kind of like a, a specific cadence to it uh especially on the the men khajiit actors so anyway my girlfriend's playing and she's talking to this character i think he was a nord I want to say, but he's definitely a human and he was a big looking tough guy. And his voice was like, definitely one of the Khajiit voice actors. And she stopped the game and called me over. She was like, this is weird. Check this out. Like <laughs> this is like, cause it, the rest of the game lines up so well. So when one of the voice actors didn't line up, she was just like, Oh boy. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> it was stuck out with Legion too. It's a lot of procedural generation stuff. So you're gonna, that stuff's gonna happen. Um, totally. But I feel like they're getting like a lot of sevens and a lot of sixes for some reason. It's I've seen it like get really good reviews, uh, but I feel like they're not getting the credit for just like the NPC, the being able to recruit anybody. So we are launching today is November 9th, and this is the week of next gen. Next gen is upon us. So with that, our part. So with that, our party topic for this episode is next gen consoles. Which console uh, we are going for and why, and and like kind of what we're most excited for as far as tech. Um, Devi, you want to go ahead and start and kind of let us know what you're thinking about these next gen consoles. Sure. Um... So my next gen console, like my opinion is uh, PC Master Race. No, I'm just kidding. 
but no, I am really interested in the uh, in the PS5. I've been eyeing it for a while now. That release that they did, where they finally showed off the console, like made me feel some kind of way. I had to take a shower after, like it was, it was <laughs> pretty sleek. I'm not gonna lie. You know what? When I watched Wally and then Eve was on screen, I was like, "How you doing, Eve?" And I feel the same way about PS5. <laughs> that's that's me in the PS5. So, um, I'm really interested in the um, Astro's Playroom. Yeah, I, I like how they're leaving the, the VR realm um, behind and going to this like 3D platformer and really reviving that kind of era of gaming. That's super near and dear to my heart because uh, Nintendo Rare is like my favorite combination of uh, video game studio and developer and or like publisher, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, they did Banjo-Kazooie, DK64, uh, Cocker's Bad Fur Day, you know, all these really iconic 3D platformer collectathons. And so Astro's Playroom is going to be really one of my, my staples when I finally get a hand, you know, on the PS5 because I didn't get a pre-order. And I know that they're going to be doing periodic releases throughout the day of, like, on launch. So I'm hoping to get my hands on one. Well, you know, it's, it's going to be... Buckle up, because I bet yeah. that's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the things that I kept telling people about the Switch is, like, you need to get this day one or you will not get it for a year. Mm-hmm. You will not. And people are like, oh, you know, whatever. And then, you know, the year <laughs> comes along. Man, I really wish I would have got it. Well, it's going to be the same way with PS5, I feel like. If you don't get a day one, it's going to be a really, really long time. Well, something so, to note. Something to note too, specifically about the PS5's like build, is that they can, they still were manufacturing in China throughout all of this, and like did not stray from that. So there became some serious like build problems. Like we just couldn't get them built the way we needed to for several months. So there is going to be limited supply. Um, whereas Xbox were like, oh, we're making them here and here and here. Um, which is probably a, a better move, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that it's a launch thing and it's going to be a while, but I feel like two to three months from now, when you're, if you're going to go pick one up, a PS5, it should be fine. You should be able to get one. Hopefully. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that the white ones are going to be, or not the white ones, but the black ones. I'm not sure if they're going to be available at launch, but I do know that the panels are interchangeable. That's what I've seen. So they just, uh, well, so PS5 also just filed suit against, or basically had their lawyers go after the people that were making those and they can no longer make those or sell those. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I mean, down, down the line in the future, official Sony panel. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like I'm not going to buy third party material. Uh, (laughs) uh, Hello. (laughs) Uh, But aside from Astro's Playroom, I'm really looking forward to Godfall. Um, It's like a looter slasher i guess you can call it it's not like a looter shooter but yeah it's like by by a new studio but i'm pretty sure it's published by gearbox it is yeah gearbox is yeah. publishing it and you know Gear, gearbox is like their leader stuff like borderlands and all that whatnot is like near and dear so it's gonna be right up my alley it looks gorgeous oh my god it looks so so good i'm super excited to explore that world that's one of the ones that i've been looking forward to far as now. i haven't really looked into specs but because i see care about those i just care about the gameplay so yeah um you know that's that's what i'm looking um carlos what are you what are you uh feeling about these next gen consoles which way are you leaning what are you most excited for yeah um i am really intrigued by the ps5 um, but that's mostly because i i skipped uh this generation of playstation and i actually 
I had a PS3 and I had a PS1 for a period of time, so it's like I skip every other. Um, <laughs> but I've had every Xbox, and I love what Microsoft's been doing, so I do lean towards getting a Series X. Um, it, it definitely won't be day one, but uh, pretty close. I think next month will be uh, a good time to grab one, um, as long as the the Xbox All Access is still uh, is still available. I think that's the move, um, and that's really because of uh, I've got a, a One X right now, and I I saw the difference between what it did uh, versus the the OG uh, Xbox One system, and mm-hmm. just knowing how much more things can be enhanced with the Series X. Um, uh, that's that's really what I what I want to get in on, because um, there are there are games that everything runs very well in the One X, but uh, you can see a couple things that will be uh, so much better with just that that extra power that uh, the Series X has. Um, the Game pra- Game Pass library, I know it's going to expand even more. There's a good thirty games that I absolutely have on my potential backlog. Um, that I just have to get into uh, for as far as launch window stuff. I mean, Gears Tactics, uh, my PC cannot handle it. <laughs> I've had <laughs> Game Pass Ultimate for a while, but my PC cannot do it. Uh, so Gears Tactics is the the first thing I'll play uh, on it. The Medium, I'm really excited about. And that's, uh, we don't get a lot of good horror nowadays mm-hmm. from AAA stuff. So uh, I'm really excited to see what that's about, especially with, the uh the whole dimensional thing being a new twist for this generation like with ratchet and clank rift apart uh or whatever they called it um yeah with the dimensional rifts there versus the mediums you're you've got two separate worlds that are actually running at the same time uh that you just switch back and forth between it looks like a, a really great uh a really great scheme to add to gameplay that will uh really be exciting Especially in a horror game, you don't get to do crazy things in horror anymore. Right. Um, it does look the, like that's story in to... December. December that game. Yeah, comes out. yeah, it's going to be uh, December tenth. Um, so that's it's pretty good timing. Uh, Just in time for December Ween. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like December Ween. That's right. October sixty eighth or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think with this year, right. I I was talking about it online that I feel like we was robbed of Halloween this year just because like. There, there has been like growth, you know, like steady, like any October where it's like, all right, everybody, spooky season. Uh, but normally you have a big Halloween, and I mean, you know, I don't have kids, so it's not like I took anybody trick or treating. But you know, I got together with friends for like a very chill outdoor campfire hangout. But you know, we didn't even uh, we kind of dressed up, but it feel it felt like we kind of just sailed right through halloween Mm -hmm. and i am not ready for spooky season to be over uh maybe this is just the beginning of forever halloween right Uh, i'm sad it was it was a full moon on a saturday halloween it was gonna be lit and friday the 13th (laughs) is uh is next week uh so it's all you know so i'm not i'm not gonna let all of my Halloween spooky stuff be ruined. Instead, I'm going to ruin everybody else's lives because it's Halloween forever, baby. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Let's start a club. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> and Carlos, you said you're also, um, it, it says you have a, a lot of faith in the 2020, uh, the 2021 release slate uh, yeah. for Xbox, namely Senua's Saga and 
Halo Infinite. Yes, I do. Explain yourself. Um, Okay, so yes, I am a Halo lifer, um, but uh, with that, uh, Senua's Saga, I think, is going to be spectacular. It's going to blow a lot of people out of the water. Um, Senua's Sacrifice was... It it would have been my game of the year if it weren't for Celeste being around at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, My man. Yeah. (laughs) My man. Uh, it It was so fantastic, and the the story uh playing through it i'm not going to spoil but playing through the story you you realize that there are so many different ways that they could take uh, a, a sequel so i'm very excited for sinuous saga for a lot of reasons um that would take forever to get into halo infinite um i do think that they've been putting in the work um despite the fact that we've gotten some rocky things from 343 and there's uh, been like like what? so many development issues <laughs> Uh, I do think I I actually do uh, believe in some of the rumors. I hate believing in any speculation, but um, the the rumor is right now that that the campaign is actually complete, uh, that they're just tying up some knots and working on um, most likely the the, uh, DLC, because I'm quite sure Microsoft is going to do us a solid on on uh, future content with Halo Infinite. Um, I think they're really going to be pumping out a whole lot of stuff post-release um but you don't beat halo gameplay as far as shooters are concerned you really don't um i think it's it's going to be the most expansive halo uh the multiplayer i do have faith in it being um a lot more creative than it's been in a long time uh, and bringing so. bringing a little oh bit goodness. a little bit of new life to it. I used to be big in Halo. I mean, I've talked extensively of, about how uh, how impactful ha- the Halo franchise uh, was on me. But when I bought a PS4 as yeah. my first Sony system, that I mean, I haven't played Halo since. Right. Uh, so yeah, it, it'll be nice because I mean, I loved that multiplayer. Um, there are a lot mm-hmm. of things that the Halo franchise has done right in the campaign and the uh, the multiplayer. And when they announced that that was going free, and that is awesome to me because the fact that I can play that on PC rocks. Double kill, triple kill. I'll definitely be joining you there. (laughs) You won't be joining me? I will be, I will be. You will be. Heck yeah. (laughs) Because, I mean, like, I I guffawed Halo earlier, but, I mean, Halo 2? (laughs) Halo 2, though? Oh, my gosh. Masterpiece. But then after after that, you know, Halo 3 was good. Halo 3 was good, but then after that, it just had a decline. And then, you know, Reach... Brought it back up, and then, so, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's a rocky road for Halo. You know? It has been, and but that's why I really Halo like Four was. Game. I mean, yeah, man, I, there, there's not a Halo I haven't. Well, I played Halo One, Two, Three, Reach, and then Four. There's so that said, I've never played a Halo game I didn't like, uh, both multiplayer and campaign. So I, I used to be a pretty big fanboy about that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Just yeah, since I have been on and deleted it with the with the best of you know. Man, you bet. I guess I do have a question. Oh yeah, go um, ahead. About the yeah. Xbox Series X, so many yes. different like it's it's almost like the Nintendo DS at this point. Yep. Um, <laughs> is Geometry Dash gonna be on it? Because that was my game on the 360 before I fully made the switch. Did you say Geometry like, Wars? Or, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Geometry Wars. It is okay. Good. Uh, I would hope so. I think they I think they did say something about um actually the 360 back compat version and I, f- I forget what the xbox one version right now is called 
but it's going to have a, a significant enhancement as well. Yeah, uh, so was. yeah, I I've played that way too much as well. I it was the first game that I like 100%ed like achievement wise on the 360, and then shortly after that was um, Super Meat Boy. See, 100% like... achievements on that is insane. I know. Yeah. Those I'm... are both like, quintessential <laughs> Xbox arcade games. It's kind of yeah. amazing. It's kind of amazing you guys brought that up because Giant Bomb was just talking about all the Geometry Wars and being like, they need to do another one with like like super 4K everything, like just crank Man, that shit be up. Beautiful. Um, oh my goodness. It'd be awesome. I'd watch I, a lot of that. I don't think even with the enhancements of the backwards compat one, I don't think it's reaching the capabilities of what the Series X can actually do. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to look back below. at the last announcement, but I, I'm pretty sure it was either the last announcement or uh, another content creator that I saw that was actually playing it on the Series X, and it it did look significantly better because uh, it was just such a well-developed game, and it's not like it was physically taxing for any system. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I think a lot of that kind of stuff, uh, backwards compatibility is definitely going to be upgraded. Uh, Halo Infinite, I, I still have plenty of faith in. Um, there's there's still plenty of reasons for me uh, to be on on the Xbox side of things, and of course the future titles. Uh, obviously, we're not going to get Fable for two to three years. A while, yeah. <laughs> still, but um, I'm sure all these uh, other developers that have that have just jumped in. Uh, I think the the story is that most of the most of the games are still uh, have had a little bit of work done uh, over the past couple of years in secret. So. Uh, I have faith that 20, 2021 and 2022 will be the reason to get a Series X. Yeah. Uh, the I've, I'm getting a PS5 when it launches. I got a pre-order. Um, and this is the first time I will have a day one console of any kind. And I'm excited about it. But people ask, like, why get it on day one? Why wouldn't you wait? And absolutely, if you're a smart consumer, you should wait. I definitely think you should wait. <laughs> uh, but I'm not a, a smart consumer. I am a very excited consumer. Um, it, it, to, to your average gamer, I would definitely say you should just hang out for a minute. Um, especially <laughs> like if you want a PS5, you can get uh, the Spider-Man and um, Horizon game on PS4. So if you already have right. PS4, honestly, just play it that way. You're you really are taking a pretty big risk when you buy a day one console. Um, I mean, no, no console, no modern console is ever smooth in its first iteration. Like it might be great for a little bit. And maybe this is the generation that changes that where they really nailed it out of the gates. But that's, that seems really optimistic. And uh, I mean, I just want to have it to just be part of the zeitgeist. I just want to, you know, have it in my hands when people are seeing that stuff for the first time in the wild. Cause I've never done that before. Yeah. Um, I'm fully expecting that I'm going to have to deal with some issues that aren't going to be very fun and that might not get fixed right away. I mean, uh, I I'm thinking of like, even with, uh, Nintendo, I still haven't replaced my joy con, my joy cons, even though they have drift, all I've done is complained a lot about it online. <laughs> Um, simple fixes you can do. Uh, I know, and everyone's told me that, but I'm too busy complaining to actually fix the problem. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I actually do need to fix that because I can't play Hades right now because it's too... It, now my second Joy-Con. It's amazing. Uh, but now both of my Joy-Cons have Drift, which is a new development. Mm. Uh, oh. And it is the not right playable. Way, even? 
the right oh. one even. Yeah, so it's getting rough. Um, but anyway, uh, Joy-Con drift issues are usually the kind of issues you can expect from a day one release. Um, you know, Joy-Con drift is unique, but I mean, in the Xbox 360 era, the the power bricks caught on fire sometimes. Uh, the Red Ring of Death was such a common thing. Everyone knows what that is who had that console. Um, you know, and, and the PlayStation is no stranger to to all sorts of errors. Um, so I'm excited to see that stuff. I am ready. I'm expecting there to be issues. Uh, but what I will say is uh, crossplay is is more... Well, I said it earlier. Games are more accessible now than they ever have been. So if you're not sure what console you want to get, then just wait. Just wait. Uh, if you have a PC, you can play... Uh, Game Pass titles on there, and I think Game Pass is the best deal in gaming. It has mm -hmm. been for at least a year now, and I only I'm only just now getting it. I'm gonna install my first Game Pass game this weekend. Um, <laughs> but uh, that it's such an incredible value, especially if you are our age. Uh, you've got a busy life. Maybe you have kids. Maybe you have a busy work life. I mean, maybe you just don't have a lot of spending money or time. Um, things like Game Pass are a really economical way to play a wide variety of high quality games uh they could be a year or two or five years old but uh like our hardware is so good these days that i mean god of war came out in 2018 and if you told me that came out yesterday i'd believe it you know uh horizon zero dawn if you told me that came out yesterday i think i'd believe it uh <laughs> and, and same with uh spider-man and stuff so um i i think in all honesty besides the new consoles like the actual consoles. My favorite part about this new generation is that now that the pieces of hardware that are in people's houses, because plenty of people don't own gaming PCs, uh, now console players are brought up a little bit and that can now do cross-play or uh, you know, can share exclusives like uh, I think Horizon Zero or Horizon whatever the sequel is, is coming to PC uh, before too long pretty sure that's right yeah uh but the idea is that these things can cross between all these platforms now because the platforms are a little bit closer to the pc the pc is always going to be the strongest it's also going to be the more expensive or the most expensive and uh you'll have to do more troubleshooting but mm -hmm. basically we're we're seeing like day one these are going to be released into the wild and the average level of hardware in people's houses will go up and as a result the uh, the types of games that your average player has in their games or in their in their houses can go up because uh, you know to to make a long story short, virtual reality has a high barrier to entry. A lot more people are getting it here in quarantine because you're stuck in your house. You know, in in 2020, we're not really in quarantine. I don't know what we are in, uh, but it's a high barrier to entry. And I think with the new consoles uh, now, games can be made for PC and consoles, the ones that really uh, are taxing. Like, uh, what was it, Gears Tactics, you said, Carlos? Yeah. Um, that's nice because, like, not everybody has a PC or cares about a PC, uh, and I think a lot of PC owners forget that. Uh, <laughs> but if you just want to buy a box that's going to play video games, and it's probably just going to work, um, then, then buying the next-gen consoles is the move. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm not actually that excited about any of the exclusives that are coming out. I mean, they're cool, 
but I'm just excited that crossplay is is much more common. I mean, it will only be more common. Um, you're seeing, you know, uh, basically everything that's on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, well, it's just called Game Pass now because it's on Xbox and it's on PC. It's more accessible. You can play more games in more places, and that excites the hell out of me. Uh, I'm just excited to have more types of games, not just the Call of Duties of the world, um, right in front of people where they can try them out. Are they going to play them? I don't know. And I don't even know if I care. But the fact that it's accessible to them is awesome to me. And I'm really excited about it. The future. The future. future. Well said. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning PS5. I wish I had enough to get one just right away and you know didn't miss out on pre-orders and stuff but i got this lovely pc here to be able to do this show and make party invite a reality so that was probably the wiser investment um (laughs) and i could play all the game pass stuff and that's that's why i'm i have no because i have a pc that was just made for me a couple months ago i have no reason to get an xbox because game pass Mm -hmm. is here any of the exclusives and stuff they're gonna be right here i don't have to worry about it um, and I'm just paying Day the one. subscription fee. And I'm not having to pay full price for them. Um, but yeah, I am. I am leaning PS5. I've been in the PS5 or the P- PlayStation ecosystem since I had a 360. My friend was getting rid of his PS3. I was like, <laughs> I'll take it, and got into the PS3. And then I just haven't switched since. I've been. Um, I still have a 360 sitting over there. I just don't touch it. Um, uh, and I do love what Game Pass is doing and stuff. It's to me the exclusives for PlayStation is a different level. It's a different deal. Like I, I was talking to my friend the other day. Uh, he's a little bit older and he loves uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. I was like, oh man, if you loved how cinematic that was, you're gonna love Last of Us. And he's like, oh man, this looks amazing. Oh, yeah. oh, how do I? I have an Xbox One. How do I play it? And I'm like, oh. Ah. <laughs> Can't. Uh, that's a good question so yeah, yeah i was like we'll that's a bummer uh i was like hey whenever i get a playstation 5 I'll, I'll lend you my my playstation 4 and you can play both of them uh but yeah it's that's a i don't know how i would be as maybe a person and or gamer if i didn't have the last of us experience like both of them i just want more games to be accessible on more platforms um, because they are amazing games and they might be amazing as a result of being exclusive. You know, that's, there's a lot, there's a, you go back and forth on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, people are just making amazing games right now. They have been for the past decade. And uh, man, I just, I just want everybody to experience those games. Like you said, Chris, I just want everybody to experience the last of us. Yeah. Uh, just don't don't expect a, a lot of laughs. I'd say on that one. <laughs> there are some laughs, but uh, it's it's pretty pretty damn heavy. Um, <laughs> right. I will say I'm I'm really excited about this generation. I'm excited about like turning on the console and being in a game like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like if you probably counted up the minutes that you've sat and waited for a load screen, like they're encroaching on. Um, jrpg number of hours played like it's just it's like some of those can take a long time uh well you think of uh grand theft auto 5 oh god um i mean 
you know, uh, one of the memes I, I remember distinctly from March was, hey, the quarantine is almost over. Uh, and, and like the picture, or it said like, it, uh, we're almost at the end of quarantine. And it's the loading screen for Grand Theft Auto. Because yeah. <laughs> it famously just takes forever. It takes such a long time. The um, five is for how, how long it takes. It's five hours to load. Yeah, right. right. Some of the things I'm going to actually miss about like loading screens is interesting ways to get around them. Like I thought that Spider-Man was super creative in having you like sit on the subway and that's how the loading happened. I was like, that is, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, I kind of like those little I can see games doing something like that where they they specifically introduce like a transition uh, screen or uh, just an area you can visit uh, to do some sort of other gameplay element because I think there is still something to be said about giving a scene time to breathe uh, between like, okay, this crazy thing just happened. It's the end of the scene. Now we're in a whole different setting, time, place, and all the stuff, characters, and we need room to breathe. Well, if you have no loading screen there, then as a designer, you need to find a way to create that time. Yeah. So in that sense, having a loading screen could actually be good especially if you know how long it's going to take. Uh, but if we don't need the loading screens because the load times are almost non-existent, um, I, I would like, I actually would seriously like to see more load time, like load screen type experiences where you actually have a meaningful or fun little interactive uh, gameplay thing. You know what was a failed attempt at doing that? Fable 3. Uh, if you guys remember when you hit like the pause menu in that game, it takes you to a hub where you walk through these hallways to access the part of the menu that you want. I mean, whoever came up with the idea probably thought it was going to be great. And, <laughs> oh, no. And there's a reason no one's ever done it again. It just didn't work out. Uh, but I think it was a novel idea that if if we can see an innovative way to substitute load times or whatever we're talking about, uh, you know, those elements to let a scene breathe. Um, if we can find clever ways to do that, I think they're really cool. I mean, in God of War, they disguise the loading screens as, oh, you're going to take a ladder right now. And, and so you get on a ladder and the camera zooms in really far and you climb the ladder and you get to the top and it only takes, you know, a few seconds. But that's them disguising loading screens as gameplay. So you never feel like you're ever in a loading screen right. unless they want you to feel like you're in a loading screen. Uh, and I, I would say that's one of the most subtle but powerful parts of that whole game is that you just always feel like you're in it. You you never feel like... Like, it rarely feels super gamey. I'm also very excited about the dual sense. Everything I have heard about it, seen about it, I am so excited to have a controller that... Um, you feel the tension. You feel like I'm excited to have a controller that that feels like that. And they say it feels better in your hand than the DualShock Four, which I'm all for. Uh, uh, as far as like games that are coming, I'm excited for. I'm extremely excited for um, NBA 2K21. Even though the game is technically out right now on that PlayStation game looks really 4, good. It uh, it's that was just like an adjacent to 2K20. It's basically the same exact thing. <laughs> for the next gen it is completely built ground up like they have just crazy amounts of things happening like 
it makes it feel like it's actually real and happening. There's, I think they have like 150 or something different AI, um, like routes and animations for people that just like walk onto the court, like cheerleaders and, and reporters and coaches and things like that. So they're, they're digging super, super deep into that stuff. And they're obviously visually sports games are, are some of those ones near launch that you can be like, look at this. This is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and like racing games are usually like the ones you're like, check this out. Um, and you can see the hydrogen atoms of their sweat. Right, oh! exactly. <laughs> um, and they're doing really great stuff with the WNBA. They're, they've made it like you could do full on like franchise mode with the WNBA team. You can do a creative oh, player nice. with WNBA. So you can create your own WNBA player and it has a story and all that kind of stuff. Um, I could put me in the game. You can. <laughs> oh, it's over. It's you over. can put you in the game now. Uh, they also just announced this thing mm. that I, I haven't been on. I don't do their My Player stuff very much, but they just announced this yesterday. Uh, what used to be called The Neighborhood is now called The City, and it is an open world, like, MMO basketball game, basically. What? Huh. So yeah. it got gentrified. It got gentrified. I think I it got gentrified. The city <laughs> got gentrified. Uh, but there's, like, all these different, like, areas of the city that have different, like, team names and mascots and you kind of pick which which hood you're going to rep and then uh you can vote on wh- who's the mayor of that area uh and that changes every six weeks and stuff so there's wow. like it they're like just just like in real life they're just make yeah <laughs> every six weeks it just changes um so they're 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 doing what they have always done and made the top tier sports simulation game like everybody could say oh the show's really good 2K every year is the top sports game. It sells all year. It never stops selling. It's always in the top 10. Uh, And they're just making it even deeper than it was. It's not like... I I see a lot of people say, oh, I'm really worried they're just going to take stuff out because on next-gen consoles, Mm -hmm. they just take features out. And I'm like, we're past that. We are not in the world anymore where your next-gen version has less things in it. It can't. Like, it just cannot. Like, nobody will buy it. Like, so you can't do that. Um, you just, you have to add and that's what they've done seemingly. And also a game that I believe is coming to the Epic game store as well. It is called Kena bridge of spirits. Uh, Mm. this game looks like uh sort of Pikmin esque, uh, also a little bit of, uh, beyond good and evil. Um, you're like play a, a girl who, um, like controls these little, like, amazing little sprites they, they look adorable but it's it's t- by this uh company called ember lab and they do animation like that's their background so they done like uh coca-cola commercials and things like that they were the ones that did the crazy majora's mask animated short like that was very popular oh. for a while um, yeah that was like super cg and amazing looking they did that uh but this is their first game um and when uh, people were asking me, "Hey, what, what, um, why do I need a um, next gen console?" I pointed to that. I was like, "Look at this! This is actually a Pixar movie moving in real time, um, and you're playing it." Whereas, like Ratchet and Clank, yes, has that a little bit, but like this was like her hair was like moving, and I was like, "This is crazy looking." But now, now it also is coming to PS4, so it's going to be a PS4, PS5, and Epic. So there's not as much of a this is a next gen thing, but apparently the number of those little sprites that you control 
um, will be higher on the PS5. You can get up to hundreds of them on PS5, whereas PS4 will probably be limited to like 50 or so. Um, but yeah, that's when I saw that, that was the one I was most excited for. Out of all the PS5 stuff they showed during the Sony first like Blitzkrieg of game trailers, Kena Bridge of Spirits was like my top one. So if Geometry Wars comes out on PS5, <laughs> what do you think? They're just going to be like a thousand sprites on screen? I Well, I don't think just... it'd be on PlayStation 5. I think that's a Microsoft title. So that would be <laughs> only on Xbox and Game Pass. But yeah, there'd just right. be they, like, be like yeah, everything exploding, a... particle effects everywhere. You have to I have mean, if that game doesn't look like Tetris Effect, I don't want it. Oh, if that a... game doesn't look like Tetris Effect on crack, I don't want it. That's happening too, right? <laughs> Xbox is doing that, yeah. that uh, Tetris Connect. Tetris Effect Connect? Is that right? I forget what they called it, but it is definitely an upgrade, and it is trippy as hell. And there's multiplayer. Yeah, it looks good. Tetris yeah. effect. I gotta. We gotta figure this out. Tetris effect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say, just seeing the snippets of Kana that I've seen, uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where you you think next gen because it is so smooth. <laughs> it's it's definitely got to be running at sixty. Uh, and it's so many particle effects, a lot of creatures, uh, a lot of different cool little lighting tricks that they do. Yeah, it's it's an absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous thing. If you haven't watched that trailer, uh, go do it because it's incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, can you say the name of that one again? Kina. Kina Bridge of Spirits. Bridge of Spirits. Okay. Spelled I, like spelled can... like Kina. K E N A. It it really tries to uh, give you the the spirited away feels. Um, and also, definitely beyond good and evil for like, sure. Uh, Kubo a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, it is called Tetris Effect Connected, and it actually releases on our launch day. It releases today, so I'm assuming that's okay. also on Game Pass, but I am not sure. Uh, it says it's optimized for the that's Xbox good. One X. Well, how about it? Or the Series X. I apologize. They need to. Whoever named those needs to get <laughs> fired because it is a problem, uh, and the it's going to have Xbox One Series X Junior Arcade Gold Alpha. And <laughs> parents, <laughs> parents this yeah. year are going to have such a hard time buying those, and it's going to be a problem. Parents and grandparents are going to. It's going to be an issue. Uh, I mean, I was I was in GameStop with uh, an exasperated employee j even two months ago. That somebody was asking, "Well, how do I get? How do I get the?" The exp uh, and the the employee was just like, oh god, we're, I think we're I here. I remember seeing an article where sales in the Xbox One X have gone up like seven hundred percent or something. That like was that. that was when they yeah. launched pre-orders for the Series X, and people yeah. bought the One X thinking it was that. And I was like, that's nothing. That's the people that think they know what's going on. Wait till mm -hmm. you get a grandma or a mom on Amazon oh. trying to buy one, and it is going to be disastrous. <laughs> Yeah, this it's Christmas a problem. is probably going to be as bad as our Halloween year just because of that alone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, any other any other next gen thoughts? Uh, any of you have? I mean, I have. Okay, so we were talking about God of War earlier, and mm -hmm. one of the games in the series I've only ever played two Gods of War, um, and that <laughs> is the newest one that came out. And then a little gem called God of War Ascension, which was multiplayer like oriented. It had a campaign, which was okay. But the <laughs> multiplayer in that game, like multiplayer God of War is not something that I thought that could be pulled off just because of how like 
story oriented it was like from one through three like i haven't actually played them personally but i know you know i know the beats of mm-hmm. the story yeah um but then i played god of war ascension i actually launched a youtube channel which is as of now defunct playing that game um it was just glorious the everything that you could do in like the single player mode of any god of war you know all of the executions everything you could do on other people like it was so fun (laughs) (laughs) and you could use the realm around you it was so interactable you could set a trap people will walk over the trap and then spikes from the ground you know what i mean and then (laughs) yeah the the actual beasts and the the titans would come down you could kill the cyclops for extra points for your team um you could have a faction that you like there was zeus poseidon uh hades that you could like fight under and you would have different powers uh you know assigned to you according to that and it was it was just really cool. Uh, you could freeze people with Medusa's Gorgon statue. You could just activate it and bam, they're stone. Just kill them, chop off their head. It's ah, it was so good. That's cool. It was everything that you could come to love about a God of War game. But you could you know play with other people and and share the love and murder. Um, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and so what I really want to happen is a sequel to that game because it was so 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 good. And I I just think it was overlooked and I think it should get another chance to shine. So if if the second God of War comes to fruition, I mean, fruition as much as this newest one did in 2018, and it's good, I think they should capitalize on it. Give us more God of War. But, you know. Yeah. More. <laughs> the God of More. Just give God give of more. more. Yes. I want to I wanna murder people again. Just, just, just a little. <laughs> what about that you? Is a... Yeah, go ahead, Carlos. Uh, yeah, I was, I was just going to say that is a, a funny thing with uh, this generation. I, I think that since console sales themselves are not going to be what they ever used to be, potentially, um, I, I think they do have to diversify things a lot more. I mean, you see Microsoft doing that with all of their mainstays. I mean, Gears Tactics being one of those. Uh, I mean, they they made a, a pop game, for God's sake, That's for right. Gears. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they, they're trying to bleed out what they can from each of these franchises, and you haven't seen Sony do that necessarily. But I think as as the console wars go on a little bit, we'll see um, we'll see a little bit more desperation. I mean, Nintendo's doing so much. Uh, I mean, giving us Super Mario Thirty Five, uh, bringing <laughs> bringing Battle Royale to things that we didn't really expect at all. Or not <laughs> Battle Royale Super <laughs> Mario. Oh my! It's fantastic, by the way. If you haven't, it's it is fantastic. so much fun. Please, please. It's, I think yeah. it's free. It's free, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Free. But it's a limited yeah. time thing. It's not. It's not. Yeah, uh, there. we got we got four more months. Four yeah. more months of that. Honestly, I think it's um, a big April Fool's joke. March thirty first is just too coincidental. <laughs> they're gonna come out the next day on April first and be like, "Gotcha." Oh you my know? gosh, that's <laughs> funny. I, 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 oh, it, it's not that I'm gonna be real mad. <laughs> I mean, we didn't talk about what uh, what streaming is gonna be in this in this next generation. That is definitely gonna be a big player, um, and that that goes to say that uh that's part of what will probably lose a, a little bit of console sales um but it well, will also gain some of, traction with the other systems they're taking a step towards that with control i don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen um right where you can actually just stream the gameplay and you're, you'll connect to a server and it's basically like playing on the computer it's oh, really yeah. carlos play he carlos actually streamed himself playing the stream yeah, it was, the game <laughs> it was oh, yeah, that is right. it How was surprisingly go? clean yeah. Uh it was it was surprisingly good. Um I was disappointed mostly because of the graphical fidelity of it. 
um, because I, I recently played through Quantum Break, uh, same same developers, so uh, I knew what to expect. I knew it was going to be taxing, um, and it was it was definitely playable, and that's that's the best way I could put it. Um, I played it, it was in performance definitely mode. Playable, ten out of ten. <laughs> and and I say oh, that because I didn't, yeah, <laughs> because I didn't expect. Uh, I really didn't expect it to be playable. Honestly, I I've played XCloud games. I've played I played Stadia because I played the Immortals, uh, Phoenix Rising demo for Stadia, uh, which was stupid clean, uh, and it was it's a gorgeous game. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna be like it was um, stupid. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a little stupid, but <laughs> no offense to the writers. I, I give props to them for trying something new, uh, but it was also highly annoying. Um, with Control, uh, the the cloud version of Control, there were definite definite spots where you could say, okay, this is just not optimal. So I would much rather play it on my One X, and um, that. I mean, that said, it's not like my Switch was about to explode. I was playing it uh, in docked mode. It wasn't like the fans weren't going crazy. It was uh, hmm. playing pretty well. Um, I didn't experience a crazy amount of latency. I was running around doing everything that I that I could to, to test it out. Um, it it had a couple brief stutters, but it was it was pretty quality. Uh, hmm. It actually played better than a couple of the xCloud games that I played, uh, namely um, Gears 5. For me, it was unplayable on my uh, tablet and my phone. My phone's a couple years old, uh, so that was disappointing. Uh, a Plague Tale was absolutely unplayable on both my phone and my tablet as well. Uh, and so it's it really comes down to the developers, uh, I think. But if, if Nintendo can keep up their infrastructure as far as their, their internet goes, um, they might have something there. I mean, Hitman, uh, the fact that the, the rumors are that Resident Evil remake, uh, Resident Evil 3 remake could also be coming via the cloud. That's really, really cool. And mm. um, I, I think that kind of stuff will eat up a little bit of the industry. It'll, it'll take away from some of the console sales. Yeah, I, I just I feel like with with people not having. There's a large amount of the population that doesn't have really good internet access so like yeah. i just feel like until that's like until everybody's getting gigabyte internet like i just feel like that um the streaming games it's going to be tough tough going for a while until until there's gigabyte internet everywhere and higher then i just yeah. I, I just don't oh, feel yeah. like uh that's going to take up as much it's going to be like a if you have if you have google fiber or you have you know comcast gigabyte or whatever you'll be fine and it'll it'll everything will be cool but there's just too many places still that their internet's bad and they just can't you know they have internet problems and for streaming right. games like that's just not gonna not gonna work you can't play a fighting game with latency you can't play a sports game with latency uh You're right like yeah so there's gonna be there's gonna be some pretty big issues there until that internet access is widely available well, to everyone well that's that stuff already exists though that's not even a next gen problem that is a today problem that has yeah. no foreseeable solution i think it's still going to be a while before people uh gamers or otherwise understand what it means to be playing a game that is streamed to your house like 
the game is being loaded on a server somewhere far away and the internet brings it to you very quickly uh, and it responds very, very quickly um, as if you had the disk in your own system. I think it's still going to be a while before uh, the, the wider population comes to understand that that's what we mean when we say this game is streaming to my console. They're going to keep, the technology is going to keep coming out anyway, but can everybody enjoy it? Who knows? Uh, you know, it, you, you hate to, you hate to get really excited about something that if you live in the middle of nowhere, you just, it means nothing to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, we're lucky, especially here in Kansas city with, uh, we were like the first adopters for Google fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's a, a Kansas city computer group that's real active that, uh, I saw a big post recently that was talking about, uh, this new satellite internet package that people are really excited about because, um, it, it had about the same speeds as what they were getting a little bit better, but the important thing was that it wouldn't cut out and it didn't seem to have data caps. Hmm. And I, I saw that. And a lot of other people were like me where they saw that and they're like, Hey, are you being serious right now? Like, do you really not have internet? <laughs> and it's because we you get spoiled when you live in the yeah. city and you just have access to internet, especially a city like Kansas City. Like, we have a lot more tech than most cities of our size, you know. So you don't have to go very far from Kansas City to find an area that just doesn't have half the internet that we have where each of us lives. Um, or if they do have it, it's called something generic like cloud sky or, you know. Yeah, bird's yes. eye view, and it, costs, <laughs> and it costs a huge amount of dollars with a data cap, and you can only download between like one a.m. and five a.m. You know, um, I wish I was kind of making that stuff up, <laughs> but that is the reality of internet when you live, you know, a hundred miles outside of any major city. And that's what makes games like uh, Call of Duty such a problem. Uh, yeah, you would you would think going into these new consoles that they would have their game sizes figured out and Black Ops. Black Ops is coming out and it's 135 right off the bat. And it's like, you know, that's going to increase. And it's like, what are you guys doing over there? Like, you guys got to figure it out. It's the most popular game. Like, you'd think, I don't know. I'm actually surprised more people don't complain about it. I mean, plenty of people complain about it. But considering that that's one of the most (laughs) played games in the world. Yeah. I can't believe there aren't more people being like, hey, this is unacceptable. Especially with the console storage being what it is natively without like, Without external storage, yeah. If you have an OG, if you have an original PS4, I think that comes with 500 gigabytes of storage, which means you actually have access to about 380, something like that. And Call of Duty, Call of Duty, one game with all the stuff downloaded for it is like 234 gigabytes or something. You like, I got what? I got so sick of having to delete stuff. I was just like, I'm done playing this. I'm just not literally the reason I bought a hard drive, an external hard drive, was because I couldn't play Call of Duty and play anything else on my <laughs> system. Right. It's, it's, it's dumb. It, it makes me angry. Uh, it, that is not accessible. Like, that is a huge barrier to entry, and I can't believe that more people aren't just making a big fuss about it. Um, I think with that, we'll, we'll, we'll end that party topic for now. Uh, and each week we're going to, uh, shed some light on a member of our community, uh, with our community spotlight, Thomas, you want to let them know what that's about? Heck yes, I do. Um, so we're based here in Kansas city and, uh, we're going to spotlight my friend nerd meat. 
today nerd because meat. nerd meat uh ethan he is somebody i met uh through kansas city local meetups through other organizations through his own stuff uh the first time i met him in person was when wow classic first came out and uh, it turned out that we knew a whole lot of the same people in the gaming community so we started chit-chatting more we've uh played more since and now he is a moderator on our uh, party invite community both on facebook and in discord uh so nerd meet you can find him he's a streamer he is a podcaster he loves everything nerdy um the main place you should look for him is on twitch at twitch.tv slash nerdmeet underscore. That's N-E-R-D-M-E-A-T. Don't forget that underscore. Uh, do not forget it. Do not forget it. <laughs> um, so you can find experience. him. Yeah, right. Uh, because we have gone to the wrong nerd meet a couple times. Uh, <laughs> no, so you can find him there. And that's where you can check him out playing all sorts of single player games. He plays Magic the Gathering uh, uh, Arena. He plays World of Warcraft a lot. Um, I just caught him as of this recording. Last night, he played No Man's Sky for the first time. Um, but he's a good guy. He he is very personable, uh, you know, a man after my own heart. Um, but you can find him uh, on Twitch, but you can find his other work. He has a podcast or had a podcast called Meeple Skills, M-E-E-P-L-E Skills Podcast. Um, and he has blogs, which both of those can be found on the website project-nerd.com. So you should go check him out. Uh, that is Ethan Richardson. He's uh, a mod in our community, and he is somebody worth knowing. He's a, a good representative of the things that we stand for. So go check him out. Awesome. Yep, go do that. Um, that's going to do it for our very first episode. Very exciting. Uh, please go uh, party up uh, with us and other members of the community on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, if you're so inclined, please go support us on Patreon. Uh, Everything is either party invite or party invite show. Uh, very easy to find. Uh, you can find our website where we'll have reviews and blogs and things like that at partyinvite.games. Uh, thank you for watching. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone. Thanks, guys. Party hearty. <laughs>